Part two of session 22, and that's a triple two for you synchronicity seekers. Let's talk about Atlantis today. Let's begin. In the last video, we were talking about the second major cycle and some of the information that is relevant to that part of the story or history in our third density experience. So now we're going to transition smoothly into Atlantis because Atlantis was actually formed in this third major cycle uh, right around the beginnings and it peaked around 12,000 years ago. So without further ado, let's talk about Atlantis and their culture and their influence with the Law of One and the Confederation work. So picking up from last video, Don is asking now, well, then as the cycle terminated 25,000 years ago, what was the reaction of the Confederation to the lack of harvest? Ra says, we became concerned. <laughs> now Don says, was any action taken immediately or did you wait for a call? Ra says that the Council of Saturn acted only in allowing the entry into third density of other mind-body-spirit complexes of third density, not wanderers, but those who sought further third density experience. This was done randomly so that free will would not be violated, for there was no yet, not yet a call. And here we have one of the indicators of how in the third major cycle that we live right now, we have this notion, an idea, that we are a planet full of people from, or entities from other planets, even if they are not wanderers. This means that they were either repeating or their planets uh, became uninhabitable uh, for, for third density, for whatever reason. So that's why they would seek further experience in third density without being a wanderer. A wonder is actually somebody who has graduated to any uh, density and decides to come back. So uh, there you have it. What happened was that the council just opened the gates basically for other people in an attempt to maybe balance out a little bit more the cultures around here. I don't know if they accomplished that. Probably didn't because of the way we are now. But then again, the Confederation is also learning in this path. So don't think we are guarded by uh, our notion of God Almighty itself. Um, we have people who, and we're, we're explore some of them too, uh, as Ra explains here. Not going to get into any spoilers yet, but just wanted to make that note there. Not wanderers, but people repeating. Don says, was the next action taken by the Confederation when a call occurred? Ra says, this is correct. Who or what group produced this call, and what action was taken by the Confederation? Process the calling was that of Atlanteans. This calling was for what you would call understanding with the distortion towards helping other selves. The action taken is that which you take part in at this time, the impression of information through channels, as you would call them. Don says, was this first calling then at a time before Atlantis became technologically advanced? Ra says, this is basically correct. So we get a picture here. I'm not sure if I remember this from parts of the raw material or from somewhere else, that they started to become more technologically 
advance around 16 or 14,000 years ago. So I think this is the time where they were uh, sort of primitive, if you will, not so much. I mean, they were already sort of advanced as a civilization and that's why they were uh, making these callings for, for aid, as they explain, to help other selves. So they were benevolent in, in their calls and the way they communicated at first was through channeling like they explained here they're doing with the uh, with the LNL research so that's it that's all we got so far and there's more of course that we're going to continue covering and Ra, uh, Don says then did the technological advancement of Atlantis come because of this call I am assuming the call was answered to bring them the law of one and the law of love as a distortion of the law of one but did they also then get technological information that caused them to grow into such a highly technological society? Ross says, not at first. At about the same time as we first appear in the skies over Egypt and continue in thereafter, other entities of the Confederation appear unto Atlanteans, who had reached a level of philosophical understanding, shall we misuse the word, which was consonant with communication to encourage and inspire studies in the mystery of unity. However, requests being made for healing and other understandings, information was passed having to do with crystals and the building of pyramids as well as temples, as you would call them, which were associated with training. So here's where uh, some of the first pyramids were built and this was through the Atlanteans that started asking for information about healing and other understandings. Uh, we're going to know a little bit more about how they use the pyramids and the structure of their society as they use them. And this is pretty straightforward. I don't think there's much uh, to take out of this. It's almost like the, uh, the evolution of this information being impressed on the Atlanteans and how they use this information over time. It seems like they used uh, somehow better the information as the Egyptians did but with a obviously more catastrophical uh, ending, which we know already. So, Don says now, was this training the same type of initiatory training that was done with the Egyptians? Ra says, this training was different in that the social complex was more, shall we say, sophisticated and less contradictory and barbarous in its way of thinking. Therefore, the temples were temples of learning rather than the attempt being made to totally separate and put up on a pedestal the healers. Here we can bring the context of Egypt and how the Egyptians actually use this information and the, uh, the pyramids themselves to use... Uh, remember that the pyramid healing was distorted or the, uh, the teachings, the uses were distorted because people started using it as a an elite based structure as opposed to um, a free for anybody so oh, those healers those priests were regarded as elites and they were only used or um, they apply that knowledge to people who were also of a higher caste if you will so that was the distortion that happened there and it's funny that Ra says that they were less um, sophisticated uh, was more sophisticated I'm sorry the the Egyptians were less sophisticated and more barbarous uh, that means that 
they their culture their their consciousness was a lot lower than the Atlanteans the Atlanteans were very much advanced in terms of consciousness at that point and we know that this also because of the catastrophe is why we uh, we came down in consciousness a lot of the global consciousness came down because of the um, the, um, the catastrophe that actually that uh, that actually happened in Atlantis so that's why Egyptians being or coming after the Atlanteans were a lot less sophisticated and more barbarous. So because of that, we can see that um, the Atlanteans were a little bit more advanced, at least in consciousness itself. They just did terrible decisions. So again, Don continues and says, then were there what we would call priests trained in these temples? And Ra explains, you would not call them priests in the sense of celibacy, of obedience and of poverty. They were priests in the sense of those devoted to learning. The difficulties became apparent as those trained in this learning began to attempt to use crystal powers for those things other than healing, as they were involved not only with learning but became involved with what you would call the governmental structure. So here we have another snapshot of what actually happened with the um, the structural, uh, I guess, um, initiatory ways of the Atlanteans. And it's not like they were priests as we regard them now or regarded them in the past. They were priests in the way that they sought uh, learning. They sought this, um, this, this learning about how to use consciousness and use other technologies like crystals and um, consciousness it applied, I guess, to uh, to the ways of healing and everything else that is actually important in the planet. I'm not sure how far the Egyptians got there. I don't think they did much because that's not what we got after the uh, the Egyptian culture went down. So um, it seems like they were again. You know, this is just me interpreting this or speculating that they were on the right track, the Atlanteans, and uh, whatever they did afterwards, that was just. Uh, their mistakes to destroy everything that they had um, advanced. So the um, the other part is to say the difficulties became apparent uh, as those trained in this learning began to attempt to use crystal powers, which is technology again, for things other than healing. And this we know that they had used crystals to create some sort of technology to harness powers that were that were beyond the uh, the necessity of third density. So they became. I would say a little bit more, um, what's the word? They became more, um, it's not selfish, but more of a greedy nature in terms of using the powers, the energies, as opposed to using it for uh, consciousness advancement, for the better of people uh, or the betterment of people. And that's the distortion that they got into, which again, if I haven't said catastrophe already, <laughs> Um, that's what led to that. And of course, what you would call the governmental structure, which it seems like they were under heavy influence of negative entities. At this point, and remembering the last videos, you know that this information had to be balanced with the Orion Group's influence. Meaning that because the Confederation gave a lot of this information to them and they became a lot more advanced, then they had to be exposed to the negative 
um, influences as well to balance out this information. As we remember from Maldig in the past video, where we talked about um, how these uh, these entities they they were calling for for help, but they only got information straight up, and they didn't because they weren't polarized, and they didn't use that information. Uh, properly so there was no need for balance but here they definitely use that information from the confederation and they have to be balanced because this information was benevolent or positive so I'm, I'm assuming that the way they they directed almost and, and it seems almost like how we see now the information that came through not through channelings but through wanderers like uh, Einstein and Tesla and all their technologies have been used for other than you know the betterment of society so uh, this is also because of the negative influences and i would say humanity's susceptibility to just become um, negative oriented at least in the governmental structure so we can go on here as to how this has also been balanced through the uh, influence or affluence rather of wonders and so on but just to leave it at that, I think that's a good way to um, to speculate what happened and that, that and why they created the governmental structure in Atlantis. But let me not linger here anymore and let's go to the next question. Where Don says, was all of their information given to them in the way you are giving our information now through the through an instrument such as this one, or is this instrument? Ross says. There were visitations from time to time, but none of importance in the, shall we say, historical passage of events in your space-time continuum. So they did show up. The Confederation showed up, and I think we're going to cover a little bit more of that. But uh, they weren't that impactful in the information that was given and that translated into the history that we know of Atlantis. So the impact of their visitations were not as big as the other type of influences or the direction itself of Atlantis. Uh, at least that's what Ra is saying. <laughs> we believe Ra. Let's go on. Don says, was it necessary for them to have a unified social complex for these visitations to occur? What conditions were, I'm saying, what conditions were necessary for these visitations to occur? Very good question. Ra says the conditions were two. The calling of a group of people whose square overcame the integrated resistance of those unwilling to search or learn. The second requirement, the relative naivety of those members of the Confederation who felt that direct transfer of information would necessarily be as helpful for Atlanteans as it had been for the Confederation entity. So, two conditions. The first one is something that we have learned, I believe it was in session seven or five, the law of squares, which means that, um, actually, it's a very good note. Let's keep that in mind. I used the law of square. They didn't. They just said a uh, group of people who square overcame the integrated resistance of those unwilling to search or learn. I'm going to explain that if you know, if you don't know already what they mean. Uh, but good to keep in mind that I used the law of square, which has been used in the past but it's going to be part of the next questions. Anyhow, so what they're saying here is that the first condition was that the amount of people calling, and I'm going to use again the law of square just because I know his part, and I know Don was right. I'm going to defend Don here, and you'll, you'll see what I mean <laughs> as we go through the slides. But um, the law of squares, 
means that if we have two people calling, that's two people calling. If we have three people calling, then that means there it's going to double the amount before so it would be four so now it's four six people calling and so on it goes doubling the last one and i think with about 10 people you have over a thousand say units of calling 10 people calling for the same information equals around a thousand um, of people calling this means that the amount of people calling for this information not sure how much there were maybe a hundred fifty a thousand overcame the amount of people not willing to learn or know anything about it you can see that in practice here on planet earth there is as always a um an attendance let's say from the confederation waiting for this call but because of the amount of people that don't really care about this calling it's not happening and that's why we would need a lot of people to be calling just to get this information. Uh, they do this in channeling, of course, when they have a lot of people channeling or meditating on a certain or particular information that they want to get from the Confederation, and then they get channeled uh, through the uh, the instrument that they use. So that's the first condition that was um, that was needed at that point and the second one was the naivety how naive this confederation entities were to believe that the information would be um would be useful as it was for them i think that's what they said right now if not they're going to say it in the next slide felt the direct transfer of information would necessarily be as helpful for atlantis as it had been for the confederation entity yes so because they had and i'm not going to get into that because we're going to cover it in the next uh, couple of questions so that was the the two con those were the two conditions of um, of this calling or for them to get this information. Don says, "I see then what you're saying is these naive confederation entities had had the same thing happen to them in the past, so they were doing the same thing for the Atlantean entities. Is this correct?" Ra says, "This is correct. We remind you that we are one of the naive members of the confederation." and are still attempting to recoup the damage for which we feel responsibility. It is our duty as well as honor to continue with your peoples. Therefore, until all traces of the distortions of our teach learnings have been embraced by their opposite distortions and balance achieved. Ra was one of them, as we all know already. They were naive in their attempts to help the population in the same way it had happened to them because I suppose they got a calling for the confederation or from uh, for the confederation or whatever confederation was there at the time this was 2.6 billion years ago I believe in Venus so I don't know if the confederation of planets the one we know was active then but in any case they received help that way and they thought they could do the same thing here right we make the same mistakes here on planet earth so it gives us a little bit of an idea of who ra is and um it's uh it's interesting how they say it too they they they're also attached they're karmically involved with us until everything gets cleared out of what they say by the opposite distortions that they actually um achieved here so good to know that ra thank you so much for being so honest don says now i see 
Then I will state the picture I have now of Atlantis and you can tell me if I am correct. Here goes done. We have a condition where a large enough number of the entities of Atlantis has started at least going in the direction of the law of one and living the law of one for their call to be heard by the confederation. This call was heard because using the law of squares, it overrode the opposition of the Atlantean entities that were not calling. The confederation then used channels such as we use now for communication and also made contact directly. But this turned out to be a mistake because it was perverted by some of the entities of Atlantis. Is this correct? Ross says, this is correct with one exception. There is only one law, that is the law of one. Other so-called laws are distortions of this law, some of them primal and most important for progress to be understood. However, it is well that each so-called law, which we also call way, be understood as a distortion rather than a law. There is no multiplicity to the law of one. This will be the final question in length for this working. Please ask it now. And we're going to get into that last question before we finish the video. But here, I just want to defend uh, Don because maybe I'm mistaken, but I think they have used this law of squares themselves. Ra tends to do this sometimes. They say something and then they say, no, no, <laughs> that's not how it is. Just like they said in one question or one answer, uh, entities become inspirited. I think this was in session 19. If you haven't watched it, it's pretty funny. Go watch it. And then in the next uh, question, they say, no, no, entities do not become inspirited. But there needs to be some clarification there as to why they say these things. In any case, uh, the law of squares, I think that's the correction that they're making. That there is only one law. Of course, they are in sixth density. All they know is the law of one. And if you remember, uh, the creator is infinity. It gets uh, fractalized to have an experience. Therefore, everything is, the, is a distortion of unity of the law of one. So as we go through this experience, and you can see it as a torus, where everything comes out into manifestation, then it goes back into unity. Of course, the law of one must be the beginning of the end. So unity is the law of one. Everything else is the distortion of the law of one. Everything else is a distortion of unity. So I hope that makes sense. That's the correction they're making, that there is only one law, but they do talk about other laws, which they also call ways, and it's just semantics at this point. But just wanted to make that clear because that's how I see it. That's how I understand it. And that's it. They made just that correction and they said that it was correct. Everything that Don said was, uh, the question was completely uh, correct. So his summary of the, the Atlanteans. So let's go to the last question where Don says, the only question I was going to ask that I can think of was, could you give me the average lifespan of the Atlantean population? And Ra says, the average lifespan, as we have said, is misleading. The Atlanteans were, in the early part of their cultural experience, used to lifespans from 70 to 140 years. This being, of course, approximate. Due to increasing desire for power, the lifetime decreased rapidly in the later stages of this civilization, and thus the healing and rejuvenating information was requested. That's how we end the session, and that's how we end this video again uh, as well. So uh, the lifespan again was between 70 and 140. This lifespan was also reduced because of their desire for power, and that's how they also require or requested information for rejuvenating and healing. 
which they also got, of course. So these were, I think, the last attempts to contact the Atlanteans before they destroyed everything and um, gave us another lesson in consciousness and brought us down into consciousness too. Let's not forget that the Atlanteans are ourselves too. Um, we tend to see, because that's just the experience here in third density, that the Atlanteans were some people who were over there and they they made their mistakes and oh, uh, morons, they made those mistakes. Well, guess what? It's us. It was us. <laughs> Don't forget that. We are responsible for that too. Even if we weren't the entities themselves in there, which very likely we were, otherwise we wouldn't be here at this time at the end. Um, but even if we weren't, we're still a part of the consciousness of the planet. And it's, uh, it's kind of cynical to talk about unity, to talk about the law of one and follow this philosophy without knowing that as long as we are invested in this planet, I mean, Ra is invested still here for the information that they passed down and got distorted. So what makes us think that we're not involved as the Atlantans do? So hey, everybody makes mistakes. Ra made mistakes. We made mistakes in Atlantis. It's time to correct them now. So. Conclusions. Not much to come out here in the sense of practical information that we can take uh, from, from this Atlantean history or background, other than we, as I said, we make mistakes. And it's important to know this at a personal level because whatever we do tends to have an impact, very strong impact in how we feel about ourselves because we are also growing up in a system where mistakes are punished, mistakes are a blemish in your history, and that cannot be. That is not in congruency with the law of one. Why? Because forgiveness is the key to stopping the wheel of karma. Forgiveness is how you transcend from any sort of experience you had in the past that you have any sort of um, negative emotion attached to it. So forgiveness recognizes there are there are no mistakes. The law of one recognizes this too. There are no mistakes. It is our perceived uh, notions of reality that makes us believe that we make mistakes. So if anything, we can see that the Atlantis made a lot of mistakes, Ra made mistakes, and that just means more learning. If we don't make mistakes, we don't learn. So that's uh, my best conclusion that I have here. Sorry that it's this simple, but sometimes the most important lessons are very simple and we tend to forget that as we batter ourselves every day because of things that happened already and they form part of our history and our past. So it's important to keep that in mind every day and also to seek and search inside us those things that we have um, accepted as this is who we are that is um, that it makes us but it's not really us because we are accepting something that is a mistake or we feel that we are wrong somehow and we need to cope with that wrongness and we just accept that we are wrong. That's true forgiveness. It doesn't mean that you need to uh, accept that you're wrong and you need to keep being that wrong person, nor does it mean that there's something wrong with you that you need to change. Nothing needs to change. The only thing that needs to change is how you accept yourself with everything. Once you accept yourself, then you start noticing that things change naturally the more you accept yourself. It's a magical thing to do. So I'll leave you with that too. That's it, that's all I got. Session 23, we're gonna cover uh, more about um, Atlantis 
and some other information I forgot if you haven't seen already in my face but it's gonna be cool information too we're gonna to still talk about this uh, third major cycle and that's it that's all I got for today thank you so much for watching if you're new to the channel please subscribe because that that's how you're gonna get my videos of course with the notification bell thing over there and that's it love one for everybody love for everybody and I'll see you in the next video